welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. God some praise if Jesus if Jesus if Jesus is the center of your joy one minute of praise won't hurt you right one minute just one minute hallelujah hallelujah Sometimes we forget that it's in worship that we are healed from our infirmities and we are delivered from the troubles of the world. And when we come to worship, we should come with the spirit of thanksgiving. We're not here because we did everything right. We're not here because we were obedient to the commands of God. We're not here because we made all perfect decisions. We are here because we serve a faithful and loving God. And above all of that, a forgiving God. And I thank God for the knowledge of who God is. Lord, it is time for your word. And Lord, we live in a dry and dark land where the enemy does not want us to hear from you. But Lord, we know that you can purify anything. So right now I ask that you purify our thoughts, that you cleanse this sanctuary of any demonic spirit or anything that is not of you right now in the name of Jesus. We declare, dear God, that your word will go forward. And we pray, dear God, that the preaching power needed to deliver this word will be granted according to your divine plan. Bless those who are streaming and those under the sound of my voice who don't feel like worship, oh God. And I ask that you would stir up our spirits and give us a hunger and desire for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. I used to love it when we would do that in True Light Missionary. Let the church say amen. Oh, man. Amen, amen, amen. Psalm 142 and verse number 7. This is the Psalm of David. And David pleaded with God, Judge Julie. David said, set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. I believe what David is saying there is sometimes we can't praise the Lord because we're in our own caves, prisons. And what David is going to teach us, Deacon Tim, is that if you trust in the Lord and you cry out to the Lord that the Lord will not only comfort you, but the Lord will also deliver you. Psalm 142 was written before David became king. And at this point, Pastor Joseph in his life, he was hiding 
while on the run from Saul. Some of you right now are on the run. You're here at Pleasant Grove Church, but you're on the run. And what David helps us to see is that all of us have a Saul somewhere in our life. There's a Saul stalking you right now. And Saul was told that David would be king in his place one day. And Deacon Ophelia, Saul, filled with anger and furious with jealousy, tried to kill David. At some point in our lives, all of us will find ourselves in a cave. And as I kept reading this scripture and studying, I realized that sometimes we don't do a good job of bringing the circumstances of the Bible to life. But David was delivered time and time and time again. Can I get a witness? Some of you know you're still being delivered. You're waiting for deliverance right now. And what I discovered is that I needed to pause and take some time to talk about what it looks like to live in a cave, what it feels like to live in a cave. You can have a mansion but still be in a cave. The psalmist said in Psalm number 30 that when in trouble, we can cry out to God. And when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Lord, when you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed to you, Lord. I cried to the Lord. I cried for mercy. We try to be cute when we cry. No, 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 no. When you cry out to God, there's some ugliness involved. Because when we cry out to God, you don't care about who sees you and what you look like. You are crying out to God. You ever seen people, they just cry a little bit and they just kind of do the nose like that and that's it. No, 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 no. David said is when you're in trouble, you cry out to God. And you find yourself a space where you can be as loud as you can be. In Psalm 77, 1 through 4, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. And when I was in distress, I sought the Lord at night. And I stretched out untiring hands. Sometimes you cry out in the midnight hour. Wilson Pickett said something about the midnight. This is not the midnight I'm talking about. I'm talking about the midnight hour when you can't sleep and you walk the floor and you can't lay down and you can't get up and you can't focus and you get up and say, Lord, have mercy. I wish I had a witness. Who is a Saul in your life? And who has forced you into a cave? What has caused you to cry out to God? And what has caused you to enter into a season of darkness? There are different labels for caves. Anxiety. There's a cave depression. There's a cave called death. There's a cave called family matters. There's a cave called death of a loved one. There's a cave called mourning. There's a cave called low self-esteem. There's a cave that's called medical issues, health problems. Whatever your cave is labeled, God is able to deliver you. And if you believe that, I want you to give God some praise. If you believe that God can deliver you, you ought to give God some praise right now. And you need to thank God for deliverance. Come on, church. We got to thank the Lord for deliverance. 
Because if you don't believe you can be delivered, then there's no work for God to do. But I know I need to be delivered. I got Saul's in my life. And I know you have some too. You just don't know their names. And you haven't prayed enough to know who they are. As my grandmama would say, you haven't prayed enough to know who they is. But if you would spend some time with the Lord, the Lord will show you who is stalking you. And the Lord will show you what you need to do. Oh, I wish I had a witness. Chronicles chapter 4. I love this passage of scripture where Jabez speaks. He was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. And then Jabez, Deacon Jay, cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And you know what the word says? God granted his request. We need to be bold enough to ask God for what it is that we want. But wait a minute. It has to be in conjunction with God's will. God, you can't be praying that you become rich overnight. That's not the Lord's will for you. Well, you can't just say, I, I want to help be wealthy. I want to travel around the world. That's worldly stuff. You need to pray and ask God for some Holy Ghost power. We need to pray and ask God to show me your presence, your spirit, and your power. Give me the confidence of a Jabez and give me the confidence and conviction of a David who can say, yes, I know my enemy is trying to kill me, but in the middle of my struggle, I'm going to cry out to God and I'm going to keep crying to God answers. You can't cry for 30 minutes sometimes. Sometimes it takes three hours. Sometimes it takes three days. Caves are present throughout the Old Testament. Caves, the first one mentioned was in Genesis chapter 19 and in verse number 30. And we go through the Old Testament. I won't name them all for you, but there are caves that were used for different purposes. Some were used for burial sites. Some were used to hide goods. Some people had the Underground Railroad through the cave. The darkness of the world, they thought if they kept digging in the cave would come out. So caves were used for different reasons. But David chose to use this cave, Robert, to cry out to God, believing that God was going to hear and answer his prayer. I love this prayer because I find myself sometimes in a cave. And sometimes people think because you're the preacher, the pastor, the teacher, that you don't have the regular trials and tribulations of life. But that is not so. As a matter of fact, we have more trials and tribulations because we're trying to walk before the people of God according to the word of God. And a lot of times there is resistance because we would rather stay in a cave and go to hell than come out of the cave, be saved, and live righteously for the Lord. Now, that's just the truth because the Bible says that if you don't, check yourself, and if you don't live a righteous life, then there is no way that you're going to end up in the presence of God. Any righteous folk in the house today? Anybody righteous with God? I told you there's a difference in being self-righteous and righteous. But if you have a righteous relationship with God, I want you to praise God that you are aware that you have a righteous, a righteous relationship. 
You see, some people think that everything in the Bible applies to the preacher, the teacher, and the ministers. No, every word of the Bible applies to all of us the same way. And God only has one measuring stick, and that's God's perfection and excellence. So you don't get a pass because you didn't go to seminary. You don't get a pass because you're old. You don't get a pass because you're short or tall. You don't get a pass because your family has dollars and cents. You don't get a pass at all. What we learn is that everybody is accountable to God. Everybody. So if you got some Saul in you and you're stalking somebody or doing some things you should not be doing, saying some things you should not be saying, you ought to dry it up right now in the name of Jesus. Because God will do the same thing to you that God did to Saul. And if you want to go read it, go back to 1 Samuel. He fired him because he was not worthy to do the work of the Lord. So you might be present, but just don't believe that you have a retirement plan if you're not doing the Lord's will. We got to keep this thing straight, right? Anybody want to retire in glory? I know I do. I don't want to retire here on earth where everything decays. I want to be with the Lord singing praises all day. I want a retirement plan that has a bonus that never ends, a plan that I don't have to worry about the stock market and whether it went up or down. I don't want to be concerned about my pension and Medicare and whether or not I have vision and dental privileges. I want to know that I'm going to be with the Lord and what the church needs to tell me is how to get there we need to study study for yourself don't let anybody else tell you what they think a lot of people don't know what they're talking about study means you sit down with your word and you meditate on that word and you ask the spirit of God to speak to you study means I spend the time digging deep until I get understanding of what God wants me to know So showing up here on Sunday morning for an hour, hour and 15 minutes with no study and no prep is like going into surgery with no prep. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going into surgery and there's no anesthesiologist and that you are aware of everything? Can you imagine? Really? We need to understand the power of knowledge. And that's what David is showing us here is that when we take refuge in God, We have a powerful deliverance plan, and caves can make good closets for prayer. Caves are places where you can cry out and call names. Brett Benson, caves are the places where you can shed your tears and you don't care whether your nose is running or not. Caves are places where you say, Lord, I've given this all I got. I can't do this anymore. Caves are the places where you say, I cannot go another step on my own, but because I know you are God. I can call on your holy name and you will deliver me because you have over and over and over again. Some of you have children going off to college. You can't save them. You're not there. The spirit's got to do this work now because we got to realize that even if we're present, it doesn't mean we have the power to deliver because there are caves on college campuses. There are caves everywhere we go. And if we don't prepare our children to hear the words of Saul, then they could end up anywhere. So right now, I use the Psalm of David, and David said, I cry out to you with my voice. 
and I pour out my complaint before you. David also taught me something. It's all right to complain to God if you're willing to listen to the answer God gives. It's all right to complain to God, but you got to be willing to hear what God has to say. Some of us want to complain, but we don't want to change anything. We want to complain, but we want to keep things just as they are. We want to complain, but we don't want to do any work. We want to complain, but we don't do any heavy lifting. David said, my complaint is not as perfect as word in English, but might be rendered by troubled thought. I am trouble in my soul. When Deacon Huff thinks about his brother, he's trouble in his soul. And what he's saying to God is, God, I need you to give me peace because I can't fix this situation. David had no provisions, no followers, and no place to turn, and David went to Gath. You see, what David also teaches us is there are times in our lives that we need to go in the cave by ourselves so that God can deliver us and we can restore our relationship with God. There are times when you need to go in your own closet and cry all by yourself so that the Holy Spirit can show you what you really look like. David's prayer, David says, God... When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path and then the way in which I would walk. David said, look on my right hand and see, for there's no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. Ever felt like that? <laughs> Refuge has failed me. I'm in my best hiding place, and I'm still being exposed. And no one cares for my soul. Wow. Can you imagine no one cares for my soul. And when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. And anytime David felt overwhelmed, he found confidence in knowing that God knew his journey. You see, we need to know when we are overwhelmed that God is available. We don't need to drink. We don't need to curse. We don't need to call people and gossip and talk about. We just need to go to God, say, I'm overwhelmed, and I need you to fix this right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Have you ever prayed that prayer and said, Lord, if I could take them out, I would. But, Lord, right now, I need you to fix my thoughts. I need you to take away my gangster spirit right now, Lord. Lord, I, I need you to address what's in me because I know it's not of you. Don't act like you're so perfect all the time. We got some gangsters in here. We got some people in here who carry the heat. We got some people in here with a few choice words. We got some people in here who can give you that stare like you've been preaching long enough. We got some people in here who say, I sit where I want. You don't tell me where to sit. We got some folk who say, I'm not wearing that mask. I don't care what you say. And if I put it on, I'm going to frown at you all doing the service. We got some people in here and say, I want the temperature adjuster because I am hot. Well, get over it. We got people in here who think that the world is centered around them. And we need to understand that we're not all that great. There's something wrong with all of us. All of us need surgery. And all of us need to understand what stuff we have. Amen? You need to do your own soul analysis. I don't want to hear it and I don't want to see it, but just give it to the Lord. 
Write it down, go in a cage, and talk to God yourself. David said, attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Remember the time you were very low? Remember the time when people you trusted, JB, crossed on you? Remember the time when you thought Sadie Mae was your best friend, but then Sadie Mae took your boyfriend? You remember the time when you thought you could trust JoJo with your secrets, and they end up on Facebook and everywhere else? Do you remember the times when you thought you were speaking to one person, but it was recorded and it ended up someplace else? I don't know what world you live in, but David said, bring my soul out of prison. Imagine prison, that I may praise your name. See, prison is wherever, Johnny, we cannot experience the presence of God, because prison is darkness and keeps us away. When I was in California, I thought I wanted to do prison ministry. I signed up, you can, Diana, for prison ministry. And when we got to, by the time we checked into prison, I was overwhelmed. And by the time we got inside, Pastor, and we were sitting there, and these men, family, they looked like they had been there 50 years. And they didn't have any sense of eye contact at all. They just stared at you, James Barbie, like, what the heck are you doing in here? I could care less what you got to say about Jesus. Here I am behind these bars. Well, nobody, you can guess, I never went back to prison. <laughs> David said, the righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal. You got to know what you're called to do. That's right. I, my gangster personality didn't rise to the occasion. Attend to my cry, for I'm brought very low. David once again brought his cry to the Lord. If I ask you right now for a cry to the Lord, what would it be? And then David said, honestly, confessing his low circumstance, he didn't feel a need to pretend. Stop pretending with God and everybody else, everything's all right. Stop pretending that you have it all together. And stop pretending that you have a first-class ticket to glory. Because we got to be real with ourselves. I fell, as you know, back in February, and the doctor gave me some very strong pain medication. I didn't know it was strong until I was unstable one day. I read the, I didn't read the instruction, and I realized that a lot of us are just like me. You didn't read the fine print and the instructions. And so when I read it, Pastor Joseph, I found out that you could have a heart attack, heart failure, liver problems, kidney problems, red blood count go down, life-threatening could cause death, diarrhea, itching skin, discoloration of the eyes, indigestion in the stomach. I concluded, Pat Gibbs, that it wasn't worth all that. I just give me some extra strength Tylenol. But what I, I'm trying to... Are you guilty also of never reading the, the side effects on the medication? How many of you get prescriptions every day and never read it? All you read is take two tablets every eight hours. But when I was wobbling around and I couldn't figure out where I was, I realized it had to be that medication. What David is saying is that you don't need to take this medication to be delivered, you can go to God in prayer, and prayer has no side effects at all. You can go to God in prayer, and you don't have to worry about dying from the experience. How many of you are killing yourself and you don't know? You haven't read 
the small print. And what I want to leave you with today is that we need to have the boldness of David to, number one, cry out to the Lord. Shout to the Lord that I need comfort from you, O oh God. And then you need to be willing to thank the God for setting me free from my prison. We need to learn how to say thanks to God again through our worship and our expressions because God has delivered us time and time and time and time and time and time again. And that's what Paul was saying to the church when he wrote the church of Romans. He's saying that the world has no deliverance for you. A lot of us believe that a prescription is going to deliver us from the agony and pain, but my healing right now is coming from Tylenol and Jesus Christ and God because I couldn't take the medication. It was just too strong for me. Have you ever had medication that's too strong for you? And then you, you, the medication is an excuse of why you acting cray-cray and why things are different or why you disoriented. See what I'm saying? We got to get real like David. I, I like the fact that David was real. That David didn't pretend that everything was okay. He was real with God. I'm upset with you. I'm in this cave all by myself, and I'm here because I love you, and I'm here because I'm doing what you told me to do. I need you to set me free. And it's okay. God can take it. But you better be able to take what God gives back, okay? Because David said, I want to be delivered. I have a history with you. I know what you can do. Some of us are jealous because we see everybody around us being delivered over and over and over again. And we keep asking ourselves, why can't God deliver me? It's not your season yet. You need to get your stuff together and God will deliver you in due season. You see, you can't look at my season and claim it for yourself because you don't know my journey and where I've been with the Lord. And what David is teaching us is that if you pray long enough and you cry out long enough, that eventually God will answer. He will hear your humble cry. He will come to your rescue. And he will show up in a way that you will know that God is present and I am not alone. Set me free from the prison of darkness. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Amen again. Praise. Be to God. Be bold enough to say, I want you to set me free from whatever it is that keeps me out of your presence, oh God. And if you can pray that prayer, that I want to be set free from anything, God, that is not of you, then you have made a powerful decision about your life because only the Spirit can show you the darkness around you and who your soul is. Praise be to God. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. 
at this moment I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead today I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer in Jesus name I pray amen thank you for listening it is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God if you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.